Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. All right, so welcome to another edition of Illinois Family Spotcast. I am your host, David Smith. Today, Monty Larrick is not with us. He is on special assignment in Texas. What? In Texas, you may ask? Yes. He is at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference interviewing some good folks. So stay tuned. I'm sure there's going to be some great podcast episodes coming up in the future. Well, today I'm going to continue our theme of talking about the options parents and grandparents have regarding education. You know that at Illinois Family Institute, we're really trying to encourage pastors and church leaders, parents and and grandparents on the urgency to get their kids out of government schools. They They are really the enemy of the Christian faith. They are teaching what is the antithesis of what the Bible teaches in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases. And we live in a state, though it has got deep blue politics, we have lots of great freedoms here as far as educational choice goes. And we've talked about homeschooling. Today I am just blessed to have Jennifer Burns with us. And she is the founder of something called the Classical Consortium Academy. Yes. CCA for short. Yes. And you launched it, according to what I'm reading, in 2006. Yes. So you've got a almost two decades under your belt now. Yes, we do. So tell me a little bit about you and your background and your family and what you can, your vision here for the CCA and who it's serving and all that good stuff. So sure. Give us a synopsis. So that's a lot. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> and thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, well, let me start by kind of telling you, um, about the start of not CCA, but HEART, which is an enrichment program that I started 17 years ago at the Village Church of Barrington. And is that's, that an acrostic? Yes, it is. It is. It stands for Homeschool Enrichment Achieved Respectfully Together. Ooh. <laughs> so that's a lot. That's a lot. But I had, um, I was someone who was a working mom. I was a consultant. Unfortunately, I was gone more than I was home. And the Lord just laid on my heart to homeschool my son, to stay home with him. And so when he was four, I decided to to homeschool him. His first daycare provider was actually a homeschool mom. And so she introduced me to the joys of homeschooling. And I thought, that's what I want to do. That's how I want to spend my time. that was just a coincidence, right? God set oh, that no, up. Right, right. <laughs> right. Well, I just... I. I can go on and on about how many wonderful stories, but it was it was once God kind of planted that I should stay home with my son. I felt like everywhere I turned, I you know whether I turned on the radio or opened up the the newspaper, there was something about homeschooling mm. and the benefits of it. And I thought, okay, Lord, I hear you. 
I'll do this. Good, yeah. So, uh, so I saw within the homeschool community that there was a need for a, you know a safe place for the kids to get together to really round out their education. I felt like as a new homeschooling mom that I was car schooling, that I was trying to <laughs> to give my child everything they possibly could need, but I was driving all around and. Honestly, I was I was having um, you know sometimes those classes that I took him to were wonderful and had great kids in them, and then there were others that it just it wasn't worth our time. Sure. Maybe even introducing him to things that I didn't want him introduced to. Okay. So I saw a need, and I created Heart, which is this enrichment program that really rounds out a student's education and it prevents all of that car schooling. <laughs> The Lord shown, showed himself so amazingly during that process. Um, when I approached the Village Church of Barrington, they said, yes, we would love to have something like this here. Instead of slamming the door in my face, which, you know, I was just shocked, actually, that they were like, oh, yes, this is a great use of our building is to it's to use it for heart. And, um, you know, my husband and I were planning on, if we needed to, funding that ministry that we started. And we found out what our break-even point sure, was. Sure. And the Lord provided exactly that amount of students. I was praying for particular teachers. And just in these wonderful course of events, those wonderful teachers came to us. And so the Lord really made this very big thing of creating a, a program like this one pretty easy. And so it was about halfway through that year that I heard the Lord speak to me to say, I want you to create a school where I am the foundation of all. And I thought, okay. You know, and he, he just affirmed, like, I made this easy. You know, you you prayed, I answered. So it's more than academics. Right. And so CCA is, in fact, an academic program. So whereas heart is enrichment, CCA is an academic program. And so, again, through lots of twists and turns that, I, that we don't have time to talk about, but he landed me in a spot where I was to create a program, not a five-day-a-week school, but yet a, a partnership with parents. And um, this more of a hybrid program, and so. So, how many days a week do you meet? Um, how many classes do you offer? And and um, I have to say, real quick, before you answer those questions, sure. I, on your website, and I'll link to it in our show notes here, um, you have something called twenty-five fun facts about classical <laughs> consortium academy. And number two on that list is. Classical Christian education makes God the foundation of all subjects, uses our understanding of how the brain develops to drive what is taught and how it is taught, and integrates subjects to so, so students can work smarter, not harder. I love that. That is, that's right what you just said. God is the foundation, right? Right, right. So when we study science, you know, I think so often um, Christian education means here's all of your normal subjects that you would find in a typical public school and kind of Jesus is on top, you know, that it's kind of stuck there. Yeah. And we really try not to do that. We, we 
have, we believe that God is the foundation of all of those subjects. You know, math is a study of his order of things. That's right. Science is a study of his creation. History is his story. <laughs> and so, you know, he is the foundation of Amen. all of those subjects. And on your website, it also says that you, CCA, believe that the Bible states that the primary responsibility of educating children falls to the parents. We have created a program in order to assist parents in delivering the highest quality education to their children, a classical Christian education. I yes. love that too, yes. because the parents, if they're not doing it at home, all they're getting is the supplement at CCA then, right? And the encouragement, which is going to still fall short. So the parents have got to be doing this at home as oh. well, partnering with the with the CCA and their church right. to do this. Right. Well, absolutely. We kind of guide what they do the rest of the days of the week. But it is, um, many of our families call us the best of school and the best of home. So we give them that accountability the structure, the um, wonderful relationships, both peer relationships as well as godly adult student relationships. I mean, those are so precious. Um, So we give all of that, but then also the majority of the time they are spent, that time is spent with their family, you know, under their parents' guidance and care. And so we really give moms and dads, I think, the courage to homeschool, to have that time at home. So do do you consider yourself a Christian Academy, a homeschool supplement? What what, what do you consider? Consortium means something, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it is. It's that group or partnership. So it's interesting. When we first, when we started 15 years ago, there was no real pocket or category thank you or general <laughs> so, maybe right so there was a there was no real category to yeah. put us in because we weren't a co-op per se right. where it was kind of you know mom or dad deciding that this is what they wanted to offer and teach and so we were giving them room to do it it, it wasn't like that it was more like a school where we mapped out the scope and sequence from starting in third grade all the way through 12th grade, what that was going to look like. And we were finding the teachers to teach those subjects. So it looked a lot like a school, a lot less like a co-op. Over the years, there is a category to put us in, and that is hybrid school. Yeah, That's what you know, the NCAA, NCAA recognizes us as. That's what colleges recognize us as so the ncaa yes <laughs> wow isn't that cool we're going to come back to that question in a little bit here. sure so so you meet at village church of barrington we do and the church allows you to do that how often do you meet so the majority of our students meet one day a week which is monday for their academic instruction our high school students however meet monday tuesday and half of the day on thursday Okay, very good. And how many subjects do they take on? Is is it just a few when they're sm- when they're younger in grade school and a little more rigorous as far as number of classes go? Number of classes. That's what I'm trying to get to. Well, so we offer a complete curriculum. I think that's probably the easiest way to answer that because it does vary the amount of classes or number of classes changes per level, but it is a complete curriculum for students. Okay, so Jennifer Tell me, what is classical education versus just what you find at your normal public school? Well, I'd love to answer you with a quote by the classics department at the University of Dallas. And they say this, 
The function of a classical education is threefold. One is to engage the mind in the investigation of revolutionary ideas. Two is to train the tongue to speak with power and articulation. And three is to fire the imagination with examples of conduct that will guide us in our confrontation with life. <laughs> so that's a lot, but it, it, so, it, it so explains, I think, what classical education is. It's really rooted in, first of all, God and the Bible. It is focused on really learning from the past and, and history, great works of literature, and really teaching our students how to think, not telling them what to think, but how to think. Amen to and, that. And we do that in in a couple of different ways. It's not only the the types of subjects that we cover, but it's how we cover those subjects and how we deal with the students too. And so we really understand how a student's mind works. So this foundation is something called the trivium, mm-hmm. where at the grammar stage, when students are really good at memorizing facts, give them a lot of facts, right? Because you need something from which to, to think, right? Sure. A foundation from which to think. So so we, we use that. And so we focus really on the who, what, where, when sort of aspects of of education. We teach them history in chronological order because, again, it is his story, right? It's his story. So that needs to be told in order. Absolutely. So you understand cause and effect. And then they move on to what we call the logic stage. And that's when they're so eager to, to compare and contrast ideas and see that cause and effect. And so we teach them things like formal logic and critical thinking. And, and then in the rhetoric stage, we focus on rhetoric, on that communication of those ideas. And so all along the way, every stage builds on the one that came before sure. it. yeah. And um, it's it's a comprehensive view of education where we really go with the grain of how a student is wired. Sounds challenging. Uh, and let me just ask, why do you think it's so important to teach young children how to think logically and critically about the world around them? Just turn on the TV or, or right. open the newspaper today, right. Right? right? Sadly, that two things are, are missing, right? It is that autonomy of thinking for yourself and thinking through something and thinking through the cause and effect, right? The the unintended consequences of something. And then that articulation of your belief yep. and, and how to do that winsomely. You know, how can we, we teach our kids how to argue at CCA and that's really important. But arguing isn't, I'm going to verbally beat you up. <laughs> Instead, it's that that ancient definition of, of argumentation, which is we are working together to find truth. That's right. And, and so... That's so important to this next generation is to is to really dialogue because there are, there's limited information I have and you have a yeah. different experience and more information and together we can get to a resolution that is better than what individually we could get to on our own. But I need to be discerning. I need to yep. understand what is true about what you're saying, what's false, and so. It is that understanding. Or what kind of lens are you looking at absolutely. it through? Right? Absolutely. So, you know, I like to say um, this, one of my favorite verses is Proverbs 23, 23, mm-hmm. buy the truth and do not sell it. The devil is out there 
trying to sell lies. He's trying to deceive. He's trying to distract our kids from the main path, the straight and narrow, right? Mm -hmm. And if he can do that, then he, he hinders the kingdom of God from going forward. And that's his goal. Of course, he wants to destroy as many human beings as possible as well. He's out for that. But, you know, the lies that are being sold in our culture, in our public square right now, really have me concerned. And if we can help our children think through it, see it, see those snares that are laid for them, they could be productive, healthy, producing sweet, abundant fruit for the kingdom in the future. And that's the goal, obviously, is to produce productive members of society and as Christians, bearing sweet fruit. Absolutely. And and in a world today where what we thought was true is really being knocked down. Right, right? it is. It's it's the whole Romans 1 thing where, you know, or Mm -hmm. or is it Isaiah, um, good being called evil and evil being called good, right? We've got to prepare our kids Mm -hmm. for a culture that Dr. Erwin Lutzer calls Babylonian, right? We're, We're in a pagan culture. I love his quote in one of his books that says, the God who calls is the God who provides. So if he's called you to serve the kingdom, then he's going to provide everything you need. Absolutely. And so, but at the same time, as parents, we want to equip our children the best we can with the best armor <laughs> right. to go out into the world. So Absolutely. And of course, the CCA sounds so, so spectacular. It's great. So let's take a break and we'll come back. And we'll continue our conversation about the Classical Consortium Academy, a hybrid of a classical schooling with homeschooling. Is that about right? Well, it, it isn't homeschooling because our parents have to kind of follow okay. what we are, are laying forth. So it's hybrid insofar that they get to spend time at home, but we really guide what they do the rest of the days. So of the CCA week. direct it, parent administrate it? There we go. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll go with that. All right, we'll be right back in just a moment. Hi, this is Pastor McCracken, pastor of the Church of Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in Markham, Illinois. For the last four years, our church has been struggling to overcome the city's efforts to shut us down. In the midst of all of our legal issues, we felt overwhelmed and discouraged. All we wanted to do was worship the Lord and serve our community. We needed a law firm that not only had the knowledge of the law, but the same commitment of the kingdom of God. The Lord connected us with the law firm of Malcolm Baker. The attorneys at Malcolm Baker have not only provided us with exceptional legal representation and counsel, but have also provided us with the added gift of lawyers who pray with us and seek the guidance of the Lord at every step. After working with Malcolm Baker, we can't imagine working with anyone else. Hi, this is Noel Sterrett, an attorney with Malkin Baker. If your church or ministry has any legal needs, please call us, 312-726-1243, or look us up online at maukbaker.com. All right, so welcome back to Illinois Family Spotlight. I am David Smith, your host for this episode, and I am sitting here with Jennifer Burns, who runs the Classical Consortium Academy and has done that since founding it in 2006. In the first half of the podcast, kind of explain the whole philosophy, the vision behind it, how it kind of somewhat of the nuts and bolts. But I want to ask, as we start the second half, is how? 
how are you doing? And are you meeting your goals academically? And they're pretty rigorous, right? They're, the standards aren't low, they're high. And how would you compare CCA's uh, graduation rate and success rate? And how do you measure that compared to that of the public schools in your area? Okay, those are lots of good questions. <laughs> well, I, I'd love to point everyone to the ACCS uh, website. So they did a wonderful study that evaluated the students from classical Christian schools. Okay. They found a number of things. One is that they found that for all of those normal academic measures, you know, the test scores and graduation rates and all of those things. Because that's what the state is going to look at you and say, are you meeting Right. So the world standards, right? right? The world standards. Classical Christian students outperform public school students, even typical Christian school students. We know that it is a proven method of education by world standards. But what I love is that they recently got study with Notre Dame that actually evaluated students on some other aspects, one being their God-fearing, their willingness to serve in their church, how just as adults, how they fared. Are they sticking with the faith? And they found when they studied students in from public school, from even traditional homeschool backgrounds, traditional Christian school backgrounds, and classical schools, they found that classical Christian students outperformed their peers in all of these measures as well. And so I love that study because it really study it it studies what's most important, really. Yep. Again, not necessarily the world standards, but our standards no, as right. Christian parents. We want to know, is this equipping your student to do his work and grow closer to him day after day, year after year? And it proves that it does. So. Well, it's biblical in that it, it also, you're, you're being a good steward of what talents and skills right. and intellect that the Lord has given you. And that's what we want to hone that, right? We want to make sure it's sharp when they're ready to go. And, you know, my, well, again, one of my verses that I like have been recently throwing out there, Ephesians 2.10, right? That uh, God mm-hmm. has called us for good works that he's prepared beforehand. And so we want our kids, our, our students, to find those good works and excel in them when yes. they find them. Absolutely. Absolutely. We want to prepare them for really any field of study, right? Because the Lord uses and needs good Christians in every field. Absolutely. All right. Well, let me ask you another nut and bolt kind of question. Is CCA affordable? Oh, yes. Very affordable. So our tuition is anywhere from, I believe, $1,200 to $2,200 $2,200 a year, a year a semester? A year. So depending that, on the age of the student, level of the student. That's reasonable compared to some of the Christian day schools that I have I know. Oh, right? yes. Very, very affordable. And your sheet, I think it says something. It's, it's like buying a Vente specialty drink at uh, Starbucks. If you can afford that once a day, you can afford yes. CCA, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> Great. All right. What about... What about um, Parents who value athletics, how do their, or maybe have kids that are gifted athletically, mm-hmm. how do they, you mentioned NCAA, so I'm yes. like, all right, let me let me hear about this. We wanted to make it easy for our athletes who would love to play D1 or D2 athletics 
in college. And so what we did is we went through the process of getting our curriculum approved by NCAA so that it would be a very easy transition for students. And and we were approved, which is wonderful. But you don't have a football team. No. <laughs> a wrestling team. No, no, no. <laughs> we leave that up. So a lot of what's wonderful is that CCA does provide the flexibility for students to really pursue passions. And some of those could be academic passions. So we've got students who have participated in the Bible Bee or uh, the National Geographic Geography Bee. You know, those things take a lot of time and energy to, to do some extra studying for. We also have a number of students who are gifted musically. They spend a lot of time honing that craft. They're artists. And we have a fair number of students who are student athletes and they they love that. And they have time to practice and and they can kind of work. The other days of the week can be a little bit more flexible to have practice at a time that makes good sense for them. Speech and debate club. Yes. NCFCA. Yes, absolutely. All All those things. All of those things. So it's wonderful that our students are able to participate in those things outside of school. But our kind of flexible schooling gives them the opportunity to excel in those areas as well. All right. So a question on rhetoric. In your video on your your website, you say that you're communicating winsomely. Sometimes, and Scripture shows us, you got to confront people. And it's not always winsome or even considered winsome. We've got even cases where Jesus is pretty harsh, right? Is there a time and place when bold, non-winsome language is not only legitimate but called for? That is a really good question. (laughs) I guess the definition of of winsome. So I would say that we are called actually to be winsome in our speech because if we are not able to convince someone or at least kindly express our views, I don't know if we're going to win any hearts and minds. Like we, we can bloviate. We can... Wag fingers in somebody's face, right? right? We can be... Yes. We're not talking about that. No. You know, in my experiences uh, being an activist for 20 plus years, I've had uh, conversations with uh, LGBT activists to atheists. Mm -hmm. And I have found that, you know, initially it might be confrontational, but if you are exuding Christ or trying right. to be to walk in the spirit things calm down and you can have a, a decent right. way I, I have to just tell you this real quick story is after speaking to a particular atheist when we were in an event in peoria for an hour <laughs> i asked him I said, May I, can i put my hand on your shoulder and just pray for you and he allowed me to and then he turned around and he says can i put my hand on your shoulder and say some kind words to you about you and of course i kind of like Wanted to say it, but I didn't. I was like, to whom are you going to be saying these nice words to? (laughs) You don't believe in a God, supposedly. But obviously he did. And so he was touched. But anyway, what started out, and it was confrontational. I wasn't giving in, and he didn't really give in too much. But I think we planted some seeds there. But it is confrontational, and sometimes you do need to push back a little bit. Not not finger-wagging in their face or calling names, name-calling or anything like that. I I think it's really important to know what the truth is and then have the love of Christ in your heart. Yes. Because when you have both of those things, I do think even a confrontation where maybe you are not budging and they are not budging. Right. So it's it's not that you need to reach a compromise. Yeah. 
but instead be kind because it is when you do communicate the truth in love, maybe not that conversation, but who knows, maybe five or 500 conversations in the future, That's right. that person may see well, the light. I, we've had two conversations with uh, two atheists over the years, mm-hmm. and um, my kids and I still pray for Harry the Atheist and Bruce the Atheist. So um, we don't know their last names, so I, I wouldn't put it out there anyway, but we're yes. praying for them that they would come to the truth and understand the truth. You know, there's, um, for example, Pro-Life Action League goes out and has these very graphic abortion signs. Mm-hmm. And that's confronting the, the, the world with the truth. And sometimes that kind of confrontation can be objected to, even by Christians. Mm-hmm. I know initially I had a reaction to it, but then I, I came around to my thinking is without a clear declaration of truth, there is no truth. And so unless they see what abortion does, the end product, do they understand what abortion is? Euphemistically saying the termination of a pregnancy, that's nice and clinical. Right. But when you see the actual product, it forces you to think, well, that's a human being. Yes. And what I would say is we teach our students about classical rhetoric and some, and that would be the art of persuasion, right? What does it take to persuade someone? Sometimes you need a very graphic visual like that. Absolutely. And and sometimes you need something less than. And just to, to bring it back around to what we teach, it is that very thing. You know, we need to teach our students how to communicate effectively absolutely, and understand the, just all of the nuances of effective communication. All right. Well, going back to your sheet on 25 fun <laughs> facts, um, number 11 says that CCA students consistently score in the upper 20s and 30s on the ACT. That is phenomenal. Yes. And it says that uh, CCA students, this is point number 12, consistently earn scholarships toward their college education. So is is that a goal, is to get all of them into college? Is it is a college prep, in other words, part of your goal? Well, it is college preparatory, and most of our students go on to college. And get a degree. I would say that our goal is simply to equip our students for the work that the Lord has. And so if they feel like the Lord is working in their heart to, for example, I've got one student who is graduating who wants to be an EMT and a firefighter. Wonderful. Well, if the, if the Lord is moving in their heart to do such a thing, wonderful. If the Lord is moving in their heart to be a lawyer, then wonderful. So what we want to make sure we do is equip a student for whatever God has in store. And so what I'm very proud to say is that there is not one student who has graduated from CCA who has come back to me to say, gosh, I wanted to get into this college or I wanted to do X, Y, or Z and and did not do it and could not get in. So we want to make sure that whatever doors our students want open, they are open. I know that many municipalities across the state, and I'm pretty sure this is around the nation, require an associate's degree for even the police department, EMT, okay. fire department. And that's important to prep. You know, you need yes. at least a two-year degree. And I know if you wanted to move up within, like, for example, the fire department, 
you want to get promotions to be an engineer, which yes. pays a little bit better than just you know the regular fireman. Um, well, you need to have some basic math understandings to to, to run the gauges oh, and the pressure and the hoses and the and all the, the chemicals that you might have to use on a certain kind of fire, you know those kind of things. So yeah, that's great. That is fantastic. Let me ask you, Jennifer, uh, the one page here says on this uh, that you have a number of churches. 35 churches are represented within the CCA family. Yes. Are any of them helping provide scholarships for any needy families that may be uh, among the, the students who may be under single mother or something like that? Their churches may be helping them in some but other you way. Know. Yeah. The, another way. I could tell you many stories of how the Lord has provided and has his hand firmly on CCA. And one is that we have never turned down anyone because of finances. If they feel like the Holy Spirit is leading them to our school, that this is the right place for their their student, then we don't let finances get in the way. And the Lord has always provided very fun stories of just people not even knowing that we had a need to, to meet someone's need for tuition. And they'll call me up and say, boy, I, I would love to provide some yeah. scholarship money. And they do. I'm like, you are an answer to prayer. So. That is. That's that's amazing. And I think we need to you know, make, make that aware, make people aware within our churches that there are needs for scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to see our children as a mission field. And our churches do very good work in general, um, supporting overseas missions. But we have children in our own backyards, Absolutely. right, that need Christian education yes. and to be out of these other indoctrination centers. And so especially as as we see in the inner city, single motherhood is, all, is rising. You're going to have mothers working two, three jobs just to provide the basics for their children if they're single. And so to come along them, especially if they want Christian education, is so important. So important. So let me ask you, Jennifer, this um, fun facts sheet says that each spring, uh, CCA hosts the CC Showcase. Tell me about that and your science fair. Are they open to the public? If somebody wanted to see, what are you guys doing over there at CCA? (laughs) Um, The Showcase and the Science Fair. Yes. So we provide these opportunities for our students really to display what they've worked on because they work really hard. And and the other thing I would add to that is our thesis presentations. So I bet you that's, so that's open to the public too? Yes, that is. They present their thesis and defend it. Yes. Before. So their junior and senior years. Panel of judges. Yes. Our (laughs) students in their junior year, they write a 30 to 40 page paper on a matter of religion, so world religion. And in their senior year, they can choose what they would, hopefully it's going to be related to their area of study post CCA. So it could be bioethics or whatever they think they'd like to go into, just a nice deep study on those things. And so they write a comprehensive paper and they defend that paper in front of a panel. And that is open, that defense, thesis defense is open to anyone who would like to see it. That's awesome. That that would be really interesting to see. And I'd love to hear these. Uh, I've been privileged to judge some speech and debates, and it blows me away how good these young people are. So I, I can only so imagine. Impressive. You know? oh, <laughs> we have, 
I'm going to be biased here. We have the best <laughs> students ever at CCA. Yes, they're they're wonderful. So so also it says here on point twenty eight on this twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Fun facts. Says, I do know how to count, I promise. <laughs> but you couldn't contain it. You I just couldn't. couldn't. So, so it says, fun enrichment weeks with service projects and field trips four times a year. That's that's very important, Yes, I think. And tell me, what kind of um, enrichment projects have you done, service projects? So our children get together and they might go to Feed My Starving Children uh-huh. or they might help... Um, stock shelves at a food pantry very cool help with sort clothes at, at a clothes bank so there are several things that they've done collect books for a book bank we our students love serving and of course we serve together but then they also serve just in their churches and in their neighborhoods they're very philanthropic kids which i love they care about the world and then we also we couple that with some social time because of course they love to get together that's an important part of being a kid sure Um, also some academic field trips so they love those too like to the zoo or to the field sure. museum or to the shed aquarium or yes all of those things all of and above, right? <laughs> um yes so service projects i just have to ask you have you ever helped a, a candidate for office with stuffing mailings or something like that so individually our students have right. so actually my own son did that for wonderful worked for a congressperson so yes that is fantastic yes good I'm glad to hear that. All right, so we've got to wrap up our time here, but I want to hear you encourage parents and grandparents, maybe even church leaders who are listening to this podcast, why they should consider the alternatives, even think outside the box like you did with CCA. You're not just limited to Christian school, day school, and homeschool, right. or public school. Yeah, and I want to hear your heart on that and encourage the listeners to think outside the box. I think it's becoming increasingly more challenging for our students. I think we really have a duty to do what is best for them, which is training them up in the ways of the Lord. That's right. I believe that we've proven that it is possible to make affordable but rigorous, challenging, equipping education possible for all families. Honestly, if there's a, a will, there's a way. And the Lord, the Lord will honor and bless your commitment Amen. to that. And we've seen that time and time again. One of one of the greatest joys of my life is to have a front row seat to see what God is doing in the lives of our families. And he is blessing that commitment, these parents and grandparents. We've got grandparents who help support us. Amen. Grandparents who who help during the week to shepherd those children. Absolutely. I actually have a sweet story where I have um, one of the grandparents of a student actually Zoom calls and teaches Latin to, you know, shepherds the no Latin um, process throughout the rest of the week for a couple of students. And it's just super sweet, just increasing that relationship with the next generation. Even though they're far away, this grandparent knows Latin and can help coach throughout the with week. With the pron- pronunciation yes, and yes. all that. Yeah. And so it, it's very sweet. So I want to encourage church leaders. The Village Church of Barrington has made CCA and Heart possible. We serve over 300 students a week, and we do that because the Village Church of Barrington has a kingdom mindset, because 
they believe that their facility should not sit idle during the week, even though little people make messes and, yeah, right. and scrape up walls <laughs> and use toilet paper more than they probably should, you know, all of those things. But the Village Church has a mindset that it is so important to train up these children in the way that they should go and has given us a place to meet, a beautiful, wonderful place to meet. And so that there are many churches who sit idle throughout the week that could be homes for places like CCA. And they don't have to serve 300. They can serve 30 or 13. Sure. I'm really grateful for Pastor David Jones. Yes, me too. He's a very good man and a godly man. Good sermons. I really appreciate his leadership there. So, and the elders. Can I can I share this little fun? I sure, fact? can. Is that if it were not for CCA, Pastor Jones might not be our pastor no because kidding. his son was a CCA student before he was a pastor. No he, kidding. He learned about the opening of the senior pastor opening from me, while he, <laughs> and so it was. Um, so, so you began the recruitment process. <laughs> I I would like to take credit for Pastor David Jones being at the Village Church of Barrington. Fantastic. I, I think that I could do that. <laughs> and, and you know what? And he's a what is he? New Testament Greek scholar, right? Yes. He's amazing. Yes. Yeah, and he helped with the ESV translation. Yes, he did. Yeah, he's got some cred. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. And so I, I'm quite honored that all of our families um, entrust their children to us. I know that they don't take that lightly. And so it's just an honor to partner with all families. But I'm very honored to so, partner So if there are some people listening to this podcast who say, you know, I'd like to learn more, where would they go and find you on your web, uh, the website and sure. learn more? Our website is www.classicalconsortiumacademy.org. .org. And some folks may want to look at it and see, well, maybe we can model something off of what you're doing yes. down there. And are you available to give any counsel? Oh, absolutely. To someone who may be thinking of starting something up. Absolutely. I I would love to see something like CCA multiply. Yes. And I am happy. Replicated throughout the state. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how would they get a hold of you? Do you want to do it through the website? Do you have an email address that you'd like to give out? You can reach me through the website or through Classical Consortium Academy at gmail.com. Okay. Make it simple enough. Yes, try to. Classical Consortium Academy at gmail.com. And then the website is classicalconsortiumacademy.org. It is. All right. And that'll be in the show notes as well. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you so much for Coming having me. Coming all the way down to the south side here, <laughs> recording this podcast with us. Thank you, and I hope you have a great summer. Thank you. You too. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.